betcha she did is brought to you by the Ladies First Digital Media Company, helping women entrepreneurs be seen and heard through podcasts and YouTube channels. If you're looking to have your business amplified, reach out to me, Raina Rukiki. Learn more at my website, www.ladiesfirstdigitalmedia.com. Did she really do that? You betcha she did. So hello and welcome to You Betcha She Did, the podcast where female entrepreneurs and women who have paved the way share their wit and wisdom. Today I have Stephanie Raken, owner of the Mini Mocha Cafe located in downtown Sheboygan, Wisconsin, to talk to us a little bit about what it's like to be a women entrepreneur, uh, how she got there, and where she's going with it. Welcome to the show, Stephanie. Hi. Um, So tell us a little bit about your journey in terms of, you know, I know at one point you used to be a teacher, just like me. Yeah. Teachers. (laughs) And then we, you know, we both switched careers. So how, how did that happen? Why did that happen? And how did it go? So I was, I taught for five years and I was pregnant with my second and my husband and I chose to have me stay home. So um, I decided to stay home with my second. And then while I was home with my second, we ended up having a third and there was no end in sight for me to go back to work and teach. And I didn't quite know if that's what I wanted to do. I love teaching, but things were so different. It wasn't, I loved subbing, but, um, so, but stay at home mom was not <laughs> for me. I am a busybody. Yep. I need to keep my brain, um, challenged and staying home. All I was focused on was housework and the kids stuff. And I couldn't do it. I loved the time with my kids, but I needed more. Um, so there was just a day that actually when I went, <laughs> my husband wanted to be an entrepreneur. I never wanted to be an entrepreneur. (laughs) So when I was home, he kept saying like, what is there something we could do? What could we start? How could we have a business? And I'm like, I don't know. I'm good at crafting, crafting stuff, but not good enough to sell it or anything like that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I went and visited my husband. He works in Milwaukee and, um, with my two youngest. So my two youngest are 15 months apart and, I had them with me and I'm like, if I'm going to go to Milwaukee and meet him for lunch, what else can we do? So I was looking up things to do and I found a play cafe in um, Sherwood area. So I decided, oh, let's stop there. And I stopped there with my kids and I was sitting there and it's the same concept I now have. Um, I was sitting there drinking my coffee and my girls were playing. I was relaxed. I could get, I, at the time I was selling Osborne books and I could actually get some work done and um, met my husband for lunch afterward. And I said, I've got it. I know what I want to do. There's a business I want to open. Um, so yeah, that's kind of how I went on this that's journey. How it came about. <laughs> yeah. Cool. And, um, for 
those of the listeners who are unfamiliar with the Mini Mocha Cafe, can you just explain the concept, like who it's for and what happens there? Yeah. So we are geared for kids six and under. We are a small space. So when I say small, it's a one room that everybody can see each other, that the kids aren't going to, you can sit in one spot and you can still see them, that you're not having to constantly be moving around with them um, and staying right by them. You can have some time to relax. The toys... um, um, so it's set up into stations of toys. So I do rotate rotate these toys out about every four months just to keep it fresh. And the toys need a break, too. I need to do some repairs or anything like that. Um, when I say stations, what I normally do is, for instance, right now I have like a bakery setup area, um, a housekeeping area where it's always that kitchen and um, washer, dryer, baby stuff. And um, I have a beauty, beauty salon set up. There's always puzzles and books and what. A lot of people compare our toys to is kind of Montessori. So it's a lot of toys that have to use your imagination. Um, I try to not have things that have batteries because, one, you have to always replace them. And, two, um, it's better if the kid's going to make the vacuum noise than the vacuum make it for them. So just trying to build Mm -hmm. that imagination. Um, When I say six and under, it's not a hard six and under. A lot of people think, oh, my kid's seven. They can't come. They can absolutely come. I've had kids all the way up to age 13 who enjoy coming and playing. It just depends on where are they with their imagination level. Are they past wanting to imaginative play? Or are they still wanting to do it? So, Yeah, that makes sense. So it's a cafe where moms and dads with younger kids can come in. They can enjoy a nice coffee. Yes, and, then and I kids didn't, can just I play. didn't add that. See, I'm all focused on the toys. Um, we actually, we sell Collectivo coffee. So we have partnered with Collectivo. Um, we are bar- barista trained. So we have a full service cafe of coffee, caffeinated drinks. We have now like um, energy drinks. They're Lotus because not everybody likes coffee. Um, and when you come and play, you actually, the caregiver who is with gets a free drip coffee or green tea. Cause again, not everybody likes coffee. And then we also have snacks cause you know, kids are always hungry. So <laughs> we make sure yes, they are. to keep, yes, they are. keep them fed. So what are the hours that you guys are open? All right. So we just switched our hours because with COVID, we were private. And now we're finally getting back to a normal. So what we're doing right now is Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, 9 to 3. So that is you can come in any time during that time and play. You can stay as long as you want. And then we're doing Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays, 9 to noon. Yeah, same concept. Come between the 9 to noon and play and stay as long as you want. Normally... Two hours is usually about max people stay because kids start to kind of need to leave. Get, yeah, mm-hmm. nap time. Get a little lunch. antsy at that yep, point. They start to get a little destructive. <laughs> well, I love the whole concept. I mean, when my kids were smaller, I didn't really know this. I guess it. You know, I was out of the country too for a while, and uh, I, I never had been to a cafe like that. But it's it's one of those things when you're a stay at home parent, or maybe you're just home with your kids during the day and you work later, looking for options. Places to bring your children where they can have fun and play, you know, besides the library, besides the children's museum and parks and everything. It's nice to have another option. And social. Moms need social. You know, you go crazy staying at home with your kids. So it's nice to get out because your kids can play and you don't have to be watching them so much. You can still have time to talk to a friend. Or if you don't come with a friend, so many moms leave with new friends and they come for play dates and they meet again here. So that's what's great too. Or nannies, nannies meet other nannies, just having, just building that community. 
So how how did you guys go about finding the space for Mini Mocha Cafe? Did you spend a lot of time looking for a building or were you kind of like, should we rent? Should we buy? Like, what was that like? Well, because we were new to this whole entrepreneur business world, we knew we wanted to rent because we didn't know if, you know, is this concept going to make it? Um, I knew I wanted the downtown area of Sheboygan because this is the heart of Sheboygan. There's a lot of great... Um, the library is right across the street from us and we have Blue Harbor. It just brings a lot of tourists too. So not only will we have our community, but those who are visiting our community. And I just so happened found a place for rent and we looked at it and I go, this is it. I need it. I want it. And the sales, <laughs> the realtor was like, so do you have your business plan and all this other stuff? And I was like, right. no, what, what do you mean? You're like, What's that? <laughs> find my space and I go. So yeah, so I found the space, but then it was, it was a great, great learning lesson because that person set us up with, um, what we needed to do to get our business plan and how do I open a business? So it was just a great first start. What were some of the things you had to learn along the way, you know, in terms of opening this business and also thinking about, so what year did you open? And, you know, there's always, any business goes through, I think, phases of business models where you're like, oh, we'll be open this long and we'll do this. And you're like, nope, that's not working. Scrap that. Now we're going to offer this and do this. So how did that go for you guys? Oh, yes. So we've been open three years. So we opened in 2019, spring of 2019. It was October of 2018. I met with my husband and said, let's do this. And we found a building and then I worked with the Sheboygan Economic Development Corporation, and they got me started on the business plan because I had no idea what that was. And I knew it was important because I needed that for my lease, and I needed it right. if I wanted a small business loan. So um, that was the biggest thing is just learning how to do that and the biggest part. So I got that done very fast. And actually, we were honestly open within like six months of the idea to opening when we opened, it was spring, so it was slower, and then summer. So spring and summer is slower because we live in an area that that's the only time it's nice out. So you're going to be outside. You're not going to be inside. So it was hard that first summer. And then winter was amazing. We're like, great. We know what we're doing. Um, it's feeling right. good. And then our one year was approaching, and then COVID hit. So we were sh yeah, I know. shut down then oh. for two months. And I am crying going, I worked so hard. We were finally getting to a good place. But you know, families were so supportive and they're like, Hey, I would still buy coffee. Would you still sell coffee? Or we sell Melissa and Doug products. Or I, then I started doing like sensory kits and things and delivering them to their houses. So that was really great. Then when we reopened, I'm like, how do I open and have kids play together? So right during the during COVID, COVID I'm like, how do, how do we get people together? So I had, again, families from the community say, why don't you do private. I would come with my friends or family that I've been with during COVID that I feel the safest with and just book that slot for only us. And I thought, amazing, cool. So that's where we started again was private. But the main goal too is for kids to play with each other, to learn from each other. We were having people come with one child and that's it. So um, yeah. then I had to expand again. And then now it's, I added toddler groups. So toddler group was for certain families, same families, four weeks. And then now I was getting kids together. So over the course of COVID, I have slowly, continuously changed the way we had to play. I kept it slow because I never wanted to rush 
and then have to backtrack. I thought it was easier to change slowly than to keep flip-flopping because people don't understand, you know, all the change. Plus being a new business, they don't understand our concept sometimes anyway. So then constantly changing it confuses them too. So two years later, we are finally to kind of how we used to be. COVID actually, I feel like was a great learning lesson because I learned a lot of do's and don'ts. So I don't see it as it was a challenge, but I liked it. Honestly, it helped me become, I think, a better business owner. And now a quick word from our sponsor. Ah, there is something that is just so special about fall. I'm not sure if it's the pumpkins, the crisp air or colorful leaves, but there's something about this season that makes me want to turn inward, get cozy by a fire and spend time with family and friends. When I want to treat myself and the ones that I love, I go to Whisk, Sheboygan's premier micro bakery and coffee shop. Since Whisk caters to a variety of dietary lifestyles, such as gluten-free, paleo, keto, and vegan, you know you're getting all-natural, absolutely delicious treats without any weird stuff. It's dessert you can feel good about. This fall, Whisk is offering a special deal for You Betcha Sheeted listeners. When you place an order online, use the code YouBetcha to get a free coffee when you pick up your order. Not sure what to order? Well, my personal favorites are the Magic Cookie Bars and Cheesecake. You can order online at www.whiskbakes.com. That's W-H-I-S-K-B-A-K-E-S dot com. And don't forget the code, you betcha. What, what do you guys have planned for the future? Like, where do you think you'll be five years from now? Um, I know I had so many plans when you asked me that when I started our business, you know, and now I honestly, I'm just taking it season by season, kind of. I want to, I always have wanted more employees right now. It's my best friend and I, I wanted to employ stay at home moms, um, to come work a couple hour shifts, bring their littles with them. Because I know when I was a stay at home mom, I wanted to go sub and I had it's to, so nice to get out of the house. Yeah, but then I had to pay for daycare. So then it was it wasn't yes. worth me going and doing it. So I figured if moms mm-hmm. could work two, three hour shifts and bring their littles with them, because I used to bring mine with me to work, you know, it gets them out of the house. And yes, so I would love to do that. I always want to. I love that concept. Yes, I think that yes. would be really neat. It's like some sort of almost like, I don't know, stay-at-home parent co-op, you know, it's like, get out, get a little work, your kids have fun, it's a win-win for everybody. Yes, yes, because I know I needed it when I was home, so I want to offer that to other other moms, too. I would love to always expand our building. We currently own now, so in that process of renting, we now own our space, love owning our space. I would love to get a little bit bigger. The play area for the kids, I think, is big enough, but when you get adult bodies in here, it kind of gets a little congested. So I would love to have more seating for parents, but, you know, I'm just thankful that we are where we are. That my yeah, five-year yep. plan, like, I I wanted to franchise. There was so big goals. And now I'm like, what is my three-month plan? There's value in um, thinking that long-term. But also, yeah, you have to chunk it down and be like, all right, what do I want for this next quarter, yes. quarter four or quarter yes. one? You know, and thinking a little bit ahead and how that'll work. 
the downtown's become so vibrant as well with all these different women-owned businesses. Yes. So yes. I just feel like that's key. Everybody kind of works together and supports one another. Um, can you speak a little bit about being in a community of other female entrepreneurs? Because I know you help run one of the women's networking groups. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. So Sheboygan is a huge community of women entrepreneurs. It is amazing. And I love it. I love it because we all need each other to support each other. And I do. I am a director of a women's networking group because women network differently than men. So um, sometimes we're there networking about our businesses. I mean, we're always networking about our businesses, but we're also there as women business owners who might have kids too and the struggles of being a business owner so now we're just helping each other of oh my goodness how do I handle this being a mom and a business owner and it's just great because we're all in different places and we all have great ideas and yeah we just I don't know women tend to work better together Yeah, I think, uh, you know, like minds kind of come together. Yes, yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. And we're all determined women. You know, women who open businesses, we're very determined. We're very strong-willed. So sometimes, you know, that can be hard, too. But I find that I haven't had any issues with working with anybody. It's been great. So Yeah, same. Everyone's been really um, compassionate and full of great ideas and energy. I don't know. It's contagious. Yes. (laughs) It kind of comes around. Yeah. Yes. Um, I know that you have ADD and it's, it's a pretty common thing I found among women entrepreneurs. Um, There's a mix of ADD and it's also anxiety. I think that drives, it's kind of like this type A personality that leans a little bit towards perfectionism, but also has so many strong ideas and they want to execute these ideas. So what have been some strategies that have helped you be an entrepreneur um, with ADD. And sometimes it can definitely be a strength. Sometimes it might make it a little crazy with so many ideas, but talk to us a little bit about that. Yes, I do agree. It is a strength. Many business business women I've met, yes, they do. They have ADD, ADHD. Um, It helps me definitely drive and get things done, but then it can do the opposite effect where it, I overwhelm myself and I feel like I'm not doing enough. Or if I'm sitting down and relaxing, why am I not working on something for the business or something like that? Um, it is taking me some time because in the transition of the business too, my kids have started to grow up more too. So I am finding some time to myself. So now I go and I do yoga um, just to kind of recenter myself. Otherwise, I get so caught up, I kind of sometimes run myself ragged, and I can't, I can't do that. Um, and prioritizing, I'm looking into doing life coaches or a business coach, because it's so great somebody that's outside that can just help you think things through, how to organize things, you know, um, just that extra help always get, just get your thoughts more organized. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I'm, I'm someone that I feel like is very highly organized and I love planning. Oh, so do I. But even myself, I feel like, but oh, then I'd I have love like... to have a business coach, yes. just someone else to talk through these ideas and yes. help me prioritize because you just, you have so many thoughts going through your head. And like you said, you Want to do them all, but then you'll burn out. And, and I think I have anybody. two notebooks, a handwritten calendar, <laughs> a digital calendar, like my ideas, and that's it. I'm like, how can I streamline things to make things easier, you know, <laughs> and not so mm-hmm. chaotic? My girls are now in school, and that is 
starting a business with younger kids is very hard. It is hard. Um, you want to be there with your kids, but then you have this business that's sitting on your shoulders that needs to get touched, that needs to get done. I am a one-man band. I do everything, social media, marketing, planning, budgeting, all of it. But then I want to be that mom too. So now my girls are in school, five, six, and nine. And this is where I feel like it's a new start to my business, um, a new start to me because I can start doing a little bit more of going to yoga and recentering my day and starting off on another good foot for the afternoon. So, no, that's true. And it's really important to take that time to do planning and vision work and not just keep running with things, but actually, like you said, recenter yourself. You're entering a new season of life. Yes. Reset yeah. for it. You know, yep. you don't have to keep doing the same thing. Yes. Yeah. Cool. I think this will be my last question. Okay. So what advice do you have for someone who's looking to open a business, especially like a brick and mortar business, a place that people would visit? What are some like key things they should consider or really think through? Yes. You know, I do get quite a few people who approach me about opening a similar business in other states and cities and everything. And I kind of keep it raw. I tell them I love, love, love what I do. And it's great. But a lot of it focuses around money, especially if you're going to be a brick and mortar and you have to prepare for that because you have a family. If you have a family too involved, you have to prepare for that. So I tell them to look for an economic development that's in their area because it's a great resource. They, you know, ran the numbers of kids that I needed, helped me with my business plan, helped me with my three-year finance plan, finding a bank that's great for small businesses and stuff like that. And so I say that, and then you just have to factor in that having a brick and mortar, you're going to have rent. And a lot of people don't understand that rent of a business of a, a business building versus like a residential is so much more <laughs> when I first started, yeah, that's good to know yeah, for when sure. I started looking I was like it's that much a month like that's how much I can barely bring in so just how much is it going to cost are you going to pay utilities how much are you going to pay for your employees are you going to have employees those are such the biggest overhead and that you know you're not going to make money to bring home for that first three to five years because you have you have to figure out how are you bringing in enough money what do I need to change I you know to be honest we're still breaking even pretty much so we can pay our bills our employee you know all of that stuff and once that gets better and things keep going you know we hope to make money but uh and bring home but that's the hardest thing too is I don't bring anything home to my family. So it all goes right back into the business. And just understanding that if you're going to do this, this is what's going to happen. So yeah, you have to have yeah, that's, that's totally good real talk that everybody needs to hear. I hate, I hate it. I, I don't like coming off like, Hey, it's, this is what you have to do, but I want to be true right away. Cause this is the stuff that, you know, I struggled with too, and I still do because I love running a business. That is the best thing. But reality is everything runs around money. So you have to make sure you've got it to make it work. Definitely. I've heard that from a number of business owners, women business owners as well, men and women, where, yeah, the first couple of years, you generally don't make a profit. You're just like breaking even, or if you do, you're reinvesting that back into your business to get it to the next stage or whatever you need. Yes. You have to be patient, but also 
be very mindful of the cash flow in the end. Yes, so. absolutely. And ours too is we're a seasonal business. So we're open all year long, but we are very busy in the winter time and in summer it's crickets in here. So it's so hard to be so busy and so active and money coming in and you're like, yes. And then summer comes and it is nothing. And then you start to panic going, how am I going to pay for this month's bills? I didn't even get that much income this month. So now I know, okay, in winter, I have to make sure that I am preparing for that slow season that we can make it through. If you'd like to learn more about Stephanie and the Mini Mocha Cafe, please check our show notes. We'll have links to all her social media accounts as well as the website. As always, if you enjoy listening to You Betcha She Did, don't forget to share the show with a friend. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and spread the love. Thank you. Until next time.